gmail.com. Very good. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Well, if you're cold, just come and stand on stage, okay? It's warm up here. That's good. You'll just have to share this anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, um, I have, we, we, we're in, we've moved into, what is it now? Just, just July. I had to look at my watch. We're in July, and, and uh, it's an exciting time. We're on the second six months of the year. Who's already counted the number of days till Christmas? Yeah. Right now, come on, reach your hands out, pray for them. They need Jesus. Um, you know, it's, I, I, like, I like this time of year because it is, it is, a, it is a halfway. Um, students have gone away. They've been on their uh, holidays for the, from the first semester. They're about to come back and bring a little bit of life into the church. I, I love this time because also other families, other people are moving into the city, coming into the life of the church. And, 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 and as much as it's cold today, it's going to start getting warmer. Okay. <laughs> I'm just excited about that. Then. Um, and we start getting into spring. I know we've got a bit of winter to go, but like shout conferences around the corner. And for me, I really enjoy shout conference. It's a, it's a great time not only to just see friends and family from around all of New Zealand and the world, but I personally get a lot out of it as I go to shout and just take a moment, take some time to just seek the Lord for what is next, what is ahead. And um, so all of this, I love running, and then you get to Christmas, and we're blessed to have, on behalf of my daughter was on the way this morning, she's like, man, I wish we had a white Christmas. I'm like, I don't. I like barbecues. I like water skiing. I, I, like, I like driving the boat and all that sort of fun stuff, and Swimming and warm water at Christmas time, holidays. And it's just for me, this is a great turning point in the year where everything's getting, getting just expectation levels higher. Yeah. I pray your expectation level is high uh, just in what God wants to do. Maybe you've been waiting for a while. Maybe you've been believing for a while for a breakthrough. Come on, li- li- lift your expectation this morning. Lift your faith, lift your belief. Come, come on, in this next season coming out, where we know we've got a little bit of winter, but then we've got spring. Come on, God's going to bring new life into, into, into your faith, into your life today. Amen? Amen. Awesome. And so we're, I wanna, we're sort of starting another series, but I haven't really figured out what the name of the series is called. Um, and it, it all merges into one because... I really am passionate about the word carry right now. Yeah, I'm really passionate about it. It talks, of, and, um, it talks about how a group of people came carrying a, man, a paralyzed man on a mat to the feet of Jesus, and Jesus healed the paralyzed man. And, I, and, and I've talked about how there's a group of people and all that, but I want to talk this morning about carrying. Who likes carrying stuff? Who likes carrying the groceries in? No one likes carrying the groceries in from the car to the, the house, right? Everyone likes eating the groceries. Yeah. Right? Like, like we carry stuff. And, um, and, and I just want to talk this morning. The message this morning is called 
um, carry me right. Carry me right. Um, and so let, let's unpack that a little bit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 to 4, and this is the Passion Translation, so um, go with me on this. Is it, basically, they've written a letter the, the, as part of the start of the letter to a group of people in, in Corinth, and um, they're really excited because they're really proud of how they've been living their lives. And it says this, For your very lives are our letters of recommendation, permanently engraved on our hearts, recognized and read by everyone. As a result of our ministry, you are living letters written by Christ, not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not carved onto stone tablets, but on tablets of tender hearts. We carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ Jesus. See, the, 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 what, what it's saying here is they're so excited. Their letter of recommendation is the people's lives. They're living a life that, that they can say, man, we are so proud that you're living a life following Jesus. You're following his instructions. You're living out his life. And they're so proud of it. There's a rec- they, this is their rec- They're so proud. I want to tell you this morning, God's proud. Yeah. The Lord is proud of you. Oh, you might, as soon as I said that, I felt people go, oh, well, he doesn't know about this. Yes, he does know about that. <laughs> yes, he does. But he's still proud. Yeah. If he wasn't proud of you, if he didn't love you, he would never send Jesus. He loves you. He's proud of him. So, but the thing is, we've got to learn how to carry him well. Uh, who, who, who's had outbursts of rage this week? Oh, some honest people. I, I, wasn't, I was just putting my hand up for the sake of the illustration. You didn't need to. Uh, who's, who's had moments when you're going, oh, no? Yeah, oh, who's, you know, guess what? I guarantee next week, same thing. Yeah, I do. I'm not prophesying it, but we're all broken vessels. We're all learning how to, how to live our lives. We're all on this, this big word called sanctification. When, when we're saved by God, by grace, we've been justified. Justification, that's the big word. I'm using up all of my Bible college knowledge right now. We're justified just as if I had never sinned. We have been justified. The next stage of our life is we're on this sanctification process where we're living our life and, and Jesus is bringing and doing more and the Holy Spirit's doing more in our lives and we're, we're getting rid of some of the unclean stuff and more of the clean stuff's coming in and we're on this journey. And then when we, when we die and we go to heaven, we go to glorification. When we're with the Lord and there's no sin and sin's not present, He's excited about that. There's still chocolate in heaven. He's excited about that. I'd be more excited that there's no sin. But anyway. But there's this this recommendation. They're excited about the way they're living. And it says here that it's not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God. You know, I've got no problems with wearing necklaces with the cross on them. I've got no problems with people having a tattoo of their favorite scripture on, on them. I've got no problems with having a tattoo of a cross or whatever. I've got no problem with a whole lot of outward expression. 
of, of who our God is and who, who Jesus Christ is. But, but this here is about, it was, it, was about, it was about the spirit of the living God living in them. And, and I want to encourage you this morning. This is about going, God, I want to be more about the spirit of God living in me than just what's on the outward. Because who knows, we can fake it till we make it. Okay, I'll put my hand up for that one. You know, always, like, you, sometimes you feel like such, such a have or, and, but, you know, you keep on going. You've got to let God move on the inside. Of, he comes and wants to move in as, by the spirit of the living God, not just outward illustrations, not carved on stone tablets, but on the tablets of our tender hearts. What a beautiful piece of scripture this morning. Carved on tablets of tender hearts. Have you got a tender heart this morning? I pray you do. Have you been wound up this week? Have you been annoyed? Something, um, uh, yeah, move on. Have you, is, there, is there frustrations? Is there a closeness? Come on, even right now, just ask the Lord. Lord, give me a tender heart. Lord, because I want you to carve something on a tender heart, not on stone tablets. And it says this, we carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ before God. Kind of, if things are a little bit sticky right now, if things are a little bit challenging, maybe you're un, uncertain about what the future might hold, maybe you, you're going through this challenge, whatever it is, Lord, have confidence because of our union with you, Christ. Do you think God's going to ever drop you? Do you think he's ever going to let you go? No, he's not. He is always there. And so anyway, going back to um, carrying something, carrying something important. Have you ever had to carry something important? I mean, I think of all those courier drivers, all those van drivers around town carrying stuff from left to right. And, and um, in our family, we seem to always have a courier package waiting to be um, delivered. And it's a constant. We get phone calls from numerous members of our family. Has it arrived yet? Has it arrived yet? Has it arrived yet? In fact, there was something that auntie sent uh, for one of our children's birthdays, and um, it took months. And every, has it arrived? Dad, can you check? Can you check? Can you check? Has it arrived? And like, finally, it arrived, praise God. But, um, you know, what about, have you ever had to trans, uh, like transfer a whole lot of money? You know, like the movies. Who's in the movie, the briefcase full of money? You know, and who, like, who's, who's actually wanted to do that? Like walk around with a briefcase full of money? Uh, anyway, and like handcuffed, because it's really important. It's really valuable. Uh, uh, you know, um, when, I was, um, yeah, when I was in the UK, I was, I was doing some building work, and we were in, um, oh, it was called the Boltons area of, of the UK in London. as a, as a very flash area of town, and we were doing some renovational work, and, and um, I just came into the project to help because we needed to get this, this, um, this renovation finished and the clients back into their house, and they were wanting other stuff done and all that. And there was this 
in, the, in this house, there was this piece of artwork. And they, the, the owner said, oh, would you mind hanging this up on the wall over there? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Easy as. And um, I, ma- I just made this, this, I just had this question. I was like, oh, what is it? You know, I was like, what? Is- oh, and, and they, the owner was just like, oh, it's, it's just a Picasso. <laughs> oh, okay, just a Picasso. And it was, this, it was a Picasso dish. And um, I have no idea the value of this dish. Um, and, and I'm like, you want me to hang that up over there? He's like, yeah, can you do that, please? And I'm like, um, it, was in this, it was in one of these framed boxes and stuff like that. And I said, um, um, just because I'm thinking about how much I get paid. <laughs> I was on 12 quid an hour. I'm like, Picasso, 12 quid an hour. I'm thinking dish smashed all over the ground. I'm like, so me being wise, I go, okay, yeah, I'll, how about this? You take the dish out of the cabinet. I'll go and hang the cabinet on the wall. And then you can put the dish back in the cabinet. And I was like, I was smart, right? I was very smart. And so that's what I did. We, they took it out and I, I put the cabinet on the wall, which was great. And I made sure I screwed that thing through the wall. Um, <laughs> And uh, then they, the owner went and put the Picasso uh, in, the, in the cabinet and um, job done. Who thought that story was going to go worse? <laughs> yeah. um, but here's the thing is, uh, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's some parables in the Bible which I know we've used hundreds of times. And I'm going to use it again today. And I think, Actually, I was thinking about this. Apart from Luke 15, where the parable about the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son, I think Matthew 25 is probably the next chapter of the most important parables that Jesus taught. And you'll know about Matthew 25. It's the parable of the good stewards of the talents, and we've used it hundreds of times already this year. But it's often it's about how... And, and I'm paraphrasing it this morning because I know we've used it a lot. But how a master comes and he gives according to the ability of the servant an amount. And the servant then chooses to go and use it how they feel comfortable using it. <coughs> first servant does this first, uses what, um, takes what the master's given, gives it across. Second servant, again, takes what the master's been given, invests it. And does well. Third servant, unfortunately, hides it in the earth and doesn't use it well. And there's a whole lot of, if you haven't read this before, go and read Matthew chapter 25. You see, it reminded me about the, just the value of what the master was prepared to give. See, I I thought about this illustration because um, I'm just thinking I'm working for a client here. I'm just working for a client. And the client wants me to hang up their Picasso, their amazing piece of artwork. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, no way. I'm like 12 quid an hour. And that was really good pay. And, and I'm like, no. And, and I started responding, responding a little bit about like the third servant. I started responding in fear. 
think I'm going to have water. I started responding out of like, man, what if I, I don't carry it well? What if I, I get nervous and I, and I break it? What if I, don't, if I take it out? What, what ifs? What ifs? And, and it started getting all this, all this fear coming in. And I started, I started responding like that servant. And, but here's the thing is, we've got to go back to the master. And the master was the one who, who believed in the servants. The master was the one that believed in what they could do. He gave according to the ability that he knew was in their lives, that dunamis power of God that was in their lives. This morning, do you, do you carry well? Do you, do you carry well what the master's given to you? And, and we're going to get into some of the things that the master may have given to you, but uh, is it precious to you? Or, or are we familiar with it now? Or is it just part of who we are? But is it still precious to you that Jesus has called you, that Jesus has anointed you, that Jesus has graced you, that Jesus has gifted you? Is that still precious? It's like Lord of the Rings. Is it precious to you? I pray that it is because like the two servants, they, t- they made it precious and they, they invested it, but the, the third didn't even carry it. They didn't even put it in their back pocket. They dug a hole in the ground and got rid of it. They didn't even carry it around. I mean, some of us as Christians are not even carrying around the grace and the giftings that God's put on our lives. And guess what? It's time to dig it up again because it's not too late to get it going. Amen. So see, here's some of the things that are precious. Here's some of the things that God has released on your lives. And, and this morning, I pray that this stirs you up to go, man, yeah, that's right. So in Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 18, I'll give you a chance to turn there in your Bibles. Who's got their Bibles? Nice. Who doesn't? Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 18. Verses 6 starts off with this. In His grace. In whose grace? In the Lord's grace. In God's grace. Today, yesterday, forever. In God's grace. He has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If, you're, if you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is, if it is giving, give generously. If, it's God, if God has given you leadership abilities, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are weep. 
weeping. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay it back evil with more evil. Do things, uh, do, do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Big, amen? Big passage of Scripture. Massive passage of Scripture. Here's the thing is, you're all in that peace. I guarantee you, the Lord has given you something in that Scripture. He, he, there will be something in there that you will naturally just go, yeah, that's me. That's who I am. For me, I am an encourager, but my motivational gift is serving. And, and, and so this morning, I want to encourage you, carry it well. Keep it precious. Don't just keep it familiar. Just go, man, I am anointed by God. You remember, remember what I said about saying something when it's mine? You're allowed to say something is mine when you know it's in me. Remember, M-I-N-E, when it's in me. You're allowed to say it's mine. This is mine this morning. I'm a servant. It's mine. I'm going to carry that preciously. Many times where I've had to make decisions, I've come back to I'm a server. And it's mine, and it's helped me lead my, myself through different challenges. I want to encourage you this morning, in His grace. In His grace. I, I, I'd, I'd love to just go right around this room right now and go, yeah, dee, 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 prophesy. But every single person, every one of you, has been gifted by God. Can I encourage you if it's prophecy? Come on, speak up. Is it still precious to you? Are you investing it into other people or are you burying it in the ground? When was the last time the Holy Spirit put an unction in your spirit and you, you delivered it or you dug it? Are, are you going to deliver it or are you going to dug it? Uh, you know, you know when, if it's serving, then serve well. Are you going to deliver it or are you going to dug it? If it's teaching, teach well. I don't need to go through all of them, but encouraging. Are you an encourager? Come on, encourage. We've got to carry well. Why? Because there's another scripture that I, I, I forgot to read out first. was in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Come on, the church, the world needs encouraging. The church, the world needs people building each other up, encouraging one another. It goes on and it keeps going, it talks about giving. Come on, if you're a giver, give. It's a grace. It's a gift. Um, that's not just generosity, too. By the way, we're all being gifted to be generous. If it's leadership, are you leading? Oh, leading's difficult because we have to work with people. Take a different look at it. I've, I've changed some of our language whenever I'm talking with someone now. A role of a leader 
is to help move people closer to Jesus. It's not to help them do what we want them to do. It's not. Our whole role as a leader is to help people move them closer to Jesus. If they're moving closer to Jesus, they're going to be better than what we, they could. Amen. Right. Let's move on. Leadership. Kindness. Are you being kind? You know, I really believe there's an amazing group of people in the life of the church that are gifted with kindness. And the, but the, 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 the devil will always try and hold you back because I believe kindness opens up atmospheres. Could I encourage you, if you're, if you're one of those people that likes being kind, keep being kind. Keep speaking out. Uh, it keeps on going. This is a massive piece of scripture. Love each other with genuine affection. Mm-hmm. It's the church. Uh, is, it, is it like the church annoys each other? But here it says genuine affection. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's 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 carry that preciously. I, I look, when I arrived, I shared this maybe once or twice before, but our church in Marston, we're in our church and 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 well, we were serving the church in Marston, I should say, and and um we didn't know for about 18 months that there were sisters in our church. One sister would sit on one side of the building and another sister would sit on the other side of the building and they never talked to each other. I'm like, what? Come on, I mean, I know stuff goes on in our lives, but we have a duty to try and reconcile, forgive and love one another. Love each other with genuine affection. There's some stuff with life that if stuff happens, sure, you can put some boundaries up and you can make, keep things safe. But we have a duty to have genuine affection and love for one another. Delight in honoring. Never be lazy. Work hard at serving the Lord. Who's excited about that? Like, Rejoice in the confident hope that we have. You know, as, a, as we carry it preciously, we're, where it says here, be patient in trouble and keep praying. Is that precious? Is that precious? It says God's people are in, re- in need. Be ready to help practice hospitality. Oh, this this one's not. Um, this one's a hard one to be precious about, but it says, "Bless those who persecute you." Oh, I don't like that one. I don't like being persecuted. I don't like being. Anyone else like stuff being said about them? Annoyed? No, not, not no. But the Bible says, "Bless those who persecute you." Okay, Lord, help me to be precious about that. My attitude is I don't really want to, but help me to be precious about that. Because if we can learn how to be mature and have wisdom around the difficult things, sometimes that will help the, the other things become a little bit easier. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are weeping. Uh, I think that's been one of the scriptures that I've had to learn to understand because when you get a group of people over a certain number of a certain crowd size, you can have a phone call 
here and learn how something's going amazingly awesome and a celebration and then you have a phone call over here where it's just been tragedy. And you learn how to be happy with those who are happy and you learn how to weep with those who are weeping. It says here, live in harmony, don't be proud. Do enjoy the company of ordinary people. Don't think you know everything. Don't pay back evil for evil. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Now that's just Romans chapter 12. There's 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There's lots of different gifts, lots of different graces that the Lord has placed on your life. But I, I go back to the question, are you carrying it well? Are you doing like the, the two servants where they, they took what the master gave them and they invested it, they invested it into the right area. They invested it into the right gifting, the right group and it was used well and it multiplied 100%. Or are we not carrying things, are we digging it into the ground out of fear, out, out, out of uncertainty, out of, out of questioning the ability that is on your life, much like myself around that Picasso. I was like, I didn't want to touch that thing. But here's the thing that I was thinking about. Do you know the client had more faith in me than I had in myself? Because the client, if, if the client was able to hang it up themselves, he would have done it himself or she would have done it himself, themselves. But the client wanted a professional professional builder, qualified builder, because they had more trust in the skill level of the professional builder that put it on the wall than they had. Here's the thing with God is, yeah, sure, God could do absolutely everything. But when he gives to you, it says according to the ability. He's got more confidence in you than you would ever believe or think. He's got more confidence. The Lord's got way more confidence than you. You know, we, we play the, who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Who, me? Yes, you. And we're like, no, no. I'm like, come on, God's called you. He's anointed you. He's graced you. Would you carry it preciously? Would you invest it? Would you carry it right? Well, let's work on some of the things and why. You know, when 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7, New Living Translation so it says this, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. You know, I think sometimes we just need to agree with the Scripture. You're, we are fragile clay jars. It's okay if you feel like you're a fragile clay jar. But guess what? The Lord has filled you. And it makes it clear that it's, that it's His great power working in and through your life. We, we, as, as soon as we start thinking it's all about us, oh, be careful because you're a fragile clay jar. Who's, who's, read, who's seen cars too? Francesco is not fragile. 
fragile clay jars. Fragile clay jars. But we're fragile, but God knows how much we can handle. God knows how much you can handle. Why? Because he's the master. He's the one who gives according to the ability that he has. So let's make it right. Let's make it clear that it's, it's our great power is from the Lord. It's the Lord that's living in and breathing through us. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, we've read this a number of times, but I really do believe it is a spirit of fear that makes us dig holes in the ground. It's a spirit of fear that goes, oh, you know, dig a hole, throw that down there. Oh, don't worry about it. Out of sight, out of mind. And that's why we love reading the scripture. And it says, verse 5, I, remind you, I, rem, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given, you, given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power, love, and of self-discipline. It's a spiritual thing. That when, when you gave your heart to Jesus, when you, you, you released your life and you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, the Lord is now amplified. He's blowing, it's like He's blowing on the, on the coals and they're coming to life. And, and it's, He's reminding us here, you know, sometimes we've got to keep fanning into flame. I woke up this morning hoping, just hoping that the fire wasn't dead. I opened the door and I'm like... Nothing. I had to go outside. Snow. Because I sort of thought ahead. Anyway. But come on, it's, it's time to let the Lord fan into flame. Come on, if you're here this morning, you think, man, I have, I have shelved some stuff. I have dug it in the ground. I haven't really been precious with the gifts and the grace that God's placed on my life. This morning is about blowing on and letting God fan into flame. You know, just like when I was like, oh, man, Picasso, 12 quid an hour, no way. And, but the master knows the ability he's placed on your life. I want to encourage you this morning. It's time to get rid of fear. Fear always, always makes us dig holes. Isaiah 41. And if the worship team, you guys can jump up, that'll be helpful. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Don't be afraid. Come on, don't be afraid. Is there a house scare? Could be. Come on, don't be afraid. Is there a provision fear right now? Could be. Don't be afraid. Is there... Whatever it is. Maybe there's a fear of, come on, if you're a prophet in this room and there's a fear of speaking out because you've been told to be quiet before. Come on, don't be afraid. Dig it up. Let some, let's fan into flame. Let's breathe on it again. Maybe there's some people here who've wanted to serve or wanted to get into leadership. 
I think there's, I feel prophetically there's people who want to be on the worship team, creative team. But you feel like you don't fit or you don't have the right thing. I'm wrong. Come on, don't be afraid. There'll be one way or another you'll be able to serve on the creative team. But you know that it's, it's, not, it's actually a spiritual thing where fear has gotten a hold of you. Fear has made you dig a hole in the ground. And you go, okay, that was, that was for then. That's not for now. No, it's still for now. Isaiah 41, I only got through three words. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. 